0: If it it's happening We're talking about it. This is Hamilton Today with Scott Thompson on 900 CHML. It is 349. It is 900 CHML. I'm Scott Thompson. Hamilton Today. Jump into the conversation. Love to hear from you. Send us a note. Scott Thompson at 900CHML.com. Phone lines always open. 905-645-3221. You can talk. You can text. You can leave us your last word. Hammerhead trivia coming up after the 5 o'clock news. Uh, Blue Jays have announced that uh, they have sent Anthony Bass Pitcher down to the minors. Uh, he was supposed to catch the ceremonial first pitch tonight Uh, that obviously not happened in controversy with comments around the LGBTQ community earlier on in the week uh, Blue Jays have sent him to the minors they have released him as a result of all of that I'm sure we'll have more coming up at the top of the hour Uh, we've been hearing more and uh, my goodness we've been talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine far too long Uh, initially Russia thought this would take a few days and here we are and 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 at length we've talked about how russia is reacting to this the citizenry how long are they going to put up with this we're now hearing talk that uh russia's elites the money the oligarchs, are growing weary of all of this and uh are starting to disagree with putin's decisions let's bring in arl brown uh, sorry arl brown professor of international relations senior member of the monk school of global affairs university of toronto and with us now arl thanks for the time hope you're well thank you We have talked about this at length, Aral, about how Russia, Russians are reacting to all of this. And so far, uh, Putin has managed to keep the lid on it. Is this just wishful thinking from the West or are some of the elites in Russia uh, starting to get weary of all of this?
1: It's difficult to tell. As you recall, I mentioned a number of times that dictatorships in Russia under Vladimir Putin is a dictatorship. Dictatorships tend to look very strong and stable until all of a sudden they're no longer strong and uh, stable. So it's hard to predict because the tipping point is often uh, very subtle and it comes from different kind of sources. Now the oligarchs may indeed be unhappy. There is good reason for them to be unhappy. Their movements uh, abroad have been severely restricted. Their wealth, some of which had been transferred abroad as insurance, has been endangered but they do not have the capacity to remove Vladimir Putin. In the case of the military, they certainly have uh, a great deal of force, but there's not a history of the military itself removing the leadership. So uh, we have to see what's happening with the Siloviki, the secret services. And so far, there does not appear to be any breach in the support from the Siloviki with Vladimir Putin because they're very highly dependent on him but it can change very quickly. And this is why we have to look at what is happening on the ground. We have to keep helping Ukraine. We have to make sure that Ukraine is given the tools to succeed on the ground. And that is the best insurance that we can have that Vladimir Putin is defeated, even if he's not removed.
0: Uh, Obviously the elites, the oligarchs are concerned about their money. Are they losing it? Are they in, in fear of losing?
1: Undoubtedly, they are in fear of losing it because there is no uh, independent system of law in Russia. There's no independent judiciary. So they know that whatever assets they have, uh, those assets are vulnerable to the whims of Vladimir Putin. You could be a powerful, wealthy oligarch one day and then uh, be prosecuted, jailed like Khodorkovsky was uh, on the orders of Vladimir Putin and the judicial system will offer you no protection. So what happened in Russia was that oligarchs moved uh, significant sums abroad, and they worked under the belief that those funds would be safe. That if the situation really deteriorated inside Russia, they could flee and they would have those assets. Well, now, thanks to much more rigorous uh, actions, sanctions taken against Russia, those funds are not at least as secure as they were before and the oligarchs know that and also since their movement is restricted they cannot so easily flee and then access those funds so undoubtedly there is a great deal of concern but that concern does not necessarily translate into an open revolt because as long as vladimir putin has the loyalty of the siloviki as long as he controls the military the oligarchs uh, have uh, virtually no way of really removing Vladimir Putin. And uh, at the moment, Vladimir Putin still, still seems to operate on the basis that time is on his side, that the West will not sustain support for Ukraine, that he detects a tremendous amount of weakness in the Biden administration with good reason. Uh, he knows that the German uh, chancellor has now provided many more armaments to Ukraine but not anywhere close to what was uh, expected, and uh, particularly in rebuilding the German military, that had been very slow. Now, he probably is mistaken, and uh, we have seen that Vladimir Putin may have been a clever tactician on occasion, but he's no strategist, and obviously there has been a huge strategic miscalculation on the part of Vladimir Putin, but he continues. So we have to see actually what happens on the ground, And now we see signs that the offensive by Ukraine may have started. There are at least three areas where they're pushing forth, slowly they're shaping the battlefield, they are prodding, probing, testing, and um, uh, each side claims uh, some success, but these are early days, so we have to wait. And also we have to understand that in any military operation, if you look at uh, the allied operation, the landing in, uh, Europe uh, after D-Day, there are setbacks. And uh, there may well be setbacks for Ukraine, but if they can overall succeed, then uh, uh, Vladimir Putin could be defeated. And at that point, there may be all those other elements within uh, the power establishment in Russia, what is called the power vertical, that will come to the conclusion that not only has Vladimir Putin been Uh, catastrophic and a tragedy for Ukraine but actually is a disaster for Russia as well.
0: I got less than a minute left here Arl. your thoughts on the damn destruction that we've seen do we know any more do we know anything more about what happened to it
1: there are new reports from Norway and uh, from some US intelligence services leaked to the media that they uh, detected some kind of explosion. Uh, If there was an explosion And particularly if the explosion took place in the power plant, then it's highly unlikely that Ukraine could have done it. It is uh, vastly more possible that it was Russia. It begs the question, why would they do it? Uh, And if that turns out to be the case, and again, it's if, because we don't have all of the facts, it may have been partly miscalculation, that they may have thought that they would have some kind of controlled explosion and wouldn't have devastation on this level. Because at the moment, even the Russians Uh, Russian forces uh, to the east of the deeper have suffered.
0: Arl Brown with us, Professor of International Relations and a senior member of the Monk School of Global Affairs at the University of uh, Toronto, talking about the uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine and where we are at this point. Arl, as always, thanks so much for the time. Be well.
1: Thank you for having me on.